It's tested, the safety tested for it's for not safety. safety tested. You can use no, it. Sir. Yes, it is. You, you're going to hear about this. You, this is what all the newscasts well, did this, to take sir, away this. This is the time to hear about it right not, now. This if is you're the cure. Something, this is the miracle to the country. I have no uh, monetary gain here. I want to help th- people. That's not so true. that's you're, the my pillow guy, Mike Lindell, arguing with Anderson Cooper over what hydroxychloroquine or something. I don't COVID know. COVID response or uh, I don't. I don't know. Who the can news watch is, that? The news is broken. <laughs> Feel your soul being crushed yet? Yes, Tucker, I feel my soul being crushed. Oh, is that that feeling? That's what that feeling is. Ah, okay. There we go. I haven't put a name on it yet, but I I, I believe he nailed it. <laughs> uh, I did a little reading about fact shaming during the break, uh, and yeah, sure enough, it's the idea that everyone has a different experience, so you insisting that your facts are their facts is oppression. Okay. That's exactly it. That is uh, interesting. I know that's a real thing. Looking up at the TV, the giant pool party they had in Wuhan with thousands and thousands of people all together, no masks, shoulder to shoulder. Unlike, we haven't had an event like that in the United States in six months. Well, and it's thousands of people together in a big giant pool. How sickening. come on, China! Human soup. But they obviously feel like the virus is over or whatever. It's just galling is the only reason I bring it up. Yeah. Now, now, now you go to a clip of the NBA playoffs. So we're playing our uh, our grand sport of NBA in an empty facility because of your freaking flu while you have a giant shoulder-to-shoulder thousands of people party, you bastards. Yeah. Yeah, I know it. I know it. Oh, brother. Talking well, about the communist Chinese government, not the people of China or any Chinese American. Except the spies. Except the spies. Talking about them. So my soul's being crushed. <laughs> Feel your soul being crushed yet? I thought I was having a heart attack. Oh, we're talking to Kevin McCarthy, the um, minority leader of the House of Representatives. Big deal. He's like seventh in line for the president or sixth There's or third or fourth. I don't know what it sure. is, but he's a big deal. And we'll talk to him about him. They are. He's, he's from California, as I am. I'm going to ask him if uh, he can do anything about the fact that I live in a state that if it's too windy or not windy enough or hot, I don't get electricity. Right. California, America's Haiti. <laughs> oh, I'm going to ask him about the Postmaster General scandal. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Do you feel your soul being crushed? Yes. Feel your soul being crushed yet? <laughs> <laughs> well, we have to figure out what we do want to talk to him about. Good idea. Virtually everything that hops to mind makes me ill. Yep. True yeah. that. The news is broken, like you said. So, uh, speaking of the home state of Kevin McCarthy, Cal Unicornia. I hate to interrupt. Uh Uh-oh. I don't want to interrupt. Breaking news. Uh, LeBron is wearing a hat that looks like a Make Make America Great Again hat in his post-game conference, but obviously he would not wear a Trump MAGA hat. What does that hat say? Make America arrest the cops who shot Breonna Taylor. One of the uh, the, the no-knock raid. They went in wrong house. Uh, okay, so it is yeah. a, it is a Keep America Great Again hat, but they crossed out Great Again. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Do we have the, uh, speaking of race relations, do we have the utterly horrific thing Michelle Obama said? I think, was Hanson going to edit that together? Um, we, can you, can you, somebody play it as long as we're on the topic? Is that 35? 31. And here at home, as George Floyd, Breonna Taylor and a never-ending list of innocent people of color continue to be murdered, stating the simple fact that a black life matters is still met with derision. All right, from go the ahead na- and cut it off. A never-ending list of innocent black people are being murdered. She's hitting by the cops. A never-ending list. 
There were a total of, I think it was 13 or 14 unarmed black men shot by cops. Black people shot by cops last year. And as anybody with a, a real sense of justice would point out, a number of them were unarmed, but they are trying to get the cops gun. So they don't really count. And it's been eight this year. Some of them are horrific affronts against civil rights, and the cops ought to be prosecuted, they ought to be jailed, and we all ought to come together and remind ourselves that everybody gets their constitutional rights in this country. By God, I'm with you 100%. But the idea that there's a never-ending list of people being gunned down innocently, what is she trying to do? When Jason Whitlock on Tucker last night, he's the black journalist who's been really bothered by a lot of BLM stuff, he said that was just unconscionable that that you know somebody with the stature of Michelle Obama made it sound like the greatest threat to being a black person in inner city America is the cops. Oh my and he God. said this the the you know interview people or look at any of the polling black communities want the cops in their neighborhood. Remember we looked at the poll numbers last week. Yeah. The majority of people either want the same amount of policing or more policing. It was like 80%. Yeah. So obviously they don't think that the greatest threat to them is the police, and that that's just that's frightening. Michelle Obama from her fourteen million dollar Hamptons residence. Ay ay ay. Uh, and the it's just it's so. And and then she said even to utter Black Lives Matter is considered whatever she said it was. That is an organization founded by avowed Marxists. Michelle, they're not about racial justice. They're about seizing power. So yeah, that was that was a horrible moment. Anyway, transition music. Yada yada da. Nice prediction. Oh ho 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 ho. Man, I'm, I'm greatest hit to ever come out of the Soviet Union. It's called WAP. W A P is the no, name of the song. <laughs> play it for play it for your grandparents. <laughs> All right, turn it off. Turn it off. I, I need stronger medicine or something. I, I want to keep talking about what we were talking about, but I won't. The home state of Kevin McCarthy, as I started to say several minutes ago, Cal Unicornia has uh, is not only on fire, but again, has rolling blackouts, losing power like it's Venezuela or Beirut or Haiti. And we've been talking about why that is and got a great note from uh, let's see, this person said, just say it's from someone who's in the industry and very knowledgeable about the topic. All right, fair enough. That's what we'll say. The rolling blackouts are a direct result of our green-at-any-cost California government, excess daytime solar, environmental policies, and the cap-and-trade fees uh, on anything that generates carbon restrictions have created this problem. It's a sort of twofold problem. California's pushed so hard for solar on all homes, it's mandatory now on new homes, that we've created that is this, just ridiculous. Yeah, vote uh, a different party into office. Uh, it's uh, the, the the they push so hard that we have created the scenario where all of this solar on our houses reduces the total load. How can you? I, I can't Uh-oh. get past that. How can you? How can you constantly claim that the homelessness problem in California, the fact that one out of three or half, depending on whose stats you believe, of all homeless people in America in California is because of housing prices, and then you make it mandatory that there's a solar system on the house. Right, that there's $40,000 worth of solar to add to the cost That's of the house. That's crazy. Right. Anyway, back to you. Yeah, well, don't even get me started on, on zoning and development uh, in Cal Unicornia, but... All right, so uh, it's reduced the total load on the grid during the day. It's been quite successful at first blush. 
Less load leads to lower costs. The lower cost for energy combined with cost of environmental policies for commercial gas-fired power plants have forced many to shut down for economic reasons. They simply could not make a profit. As the sun sets, our rooftop solar production goes away and we shift over to leaning on the grid. At the same time, the commercial solar generation sites are also losing the sun, not producing energy. So load is going up, generation is going down in the late afternoon and evening. We have to fill that mismatch with energy from some other source. For normal, even hot days, we still have enough gas fuel plants to fill the need. We've even created the Western energy imbalance market to, to if you need some, you can get some. Actually, it works pretty well. Um, there are nice, cool, and sunny spring days where we're able to cover all the needs. We have so much solar, it even drives the real-time energy cost to near $0 per megawatts at times. It's wonderful. And the unicorns are dancing, says, <laughs> says our correspondent here. A note I appreciate. <laughs> the unicorns are dancing. Now reality is set in. It is very hot all over the West. Oregon, Washington, Idaho, Utah. They do not have cheap excess energy to offer to the Western energy imbalance market. They're keeping it to serve their load. We've been seeing a $1,000 a megawatt prices and still cannot get enough energy. It just isn't there. And long story short, all the plants that supply power when the the wind and the solar and the unicorn farts aren't enough, all those plants have been shut down. So now in Cal Unicornia and the other blue states, you're entirely dependent on the green energy uh, means. And and if a cloud moves in front of the sun or the wind stops, you're Haiti all of a sudden. You have no power. Darling, I want to watch television. I'm sorry. The wind isn't blowing. <sighs> I know. Which, in yeah... A lot, a lot of people when they're knocking green energy say complain about that. So you gotta have, you gotta have a workaround for that. Even when it's hot outside, I heard a, uh, and again, I don't know if it was a government employee or an energy employee, but it's the same thing. Right. Um, they work for each other. Um, saying, well, uh, Californians just need to turn their thermostat up by four degrees and learn to live with that. No, I don't. No, I don't. I Here live in, in the third world. <laughs> I live in America in 2020. Like the rest of the country, I'd like to keep it as comfortable in my house as I as I want. I'm willing to pay you for the electricity. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Now, if you want me to not run the dishwasher at four in the afternoon, all right, we'll put it off till the sun's down. Yes, oh boy. So before you uh, mount up the unicorn and ride it into the green energy future in your state, beware. I, I also like the whoever pointed it out. So the energy company will turn off your power if it's too windy because it might start a fire. They turn off your power if it's not windy enough because it's not turning <laughs> turning the turbines. So exactly. we don't have any power. Right. So if it's too windy or not windy enough, you don't get any electricity in a first world country. As long as the wind is between 15 and 17 miles per hour, you'll have all the energy you need. And it's not too hot. Oh, and they're shutting down nuclear power plants because Susan Sarandon and Bruce Springsteen scared the hell out of everybody 30 years ago with the no nukes thing. Even though nuclear power, uh, the containment, where, where are you going to put the nuclear waste? Nuclear power is the only kind of power where the waste is contained. They don't let it out into the air. Surely Gavin Newsom won't end up being president someday, no presiding no. over a state that can't keep their electricity on. Right. I've We've known Gavin Newsom for a long time, on and off, both you know as media reporting on government, and we've, we've actually met him on a number of occasions. I always knew he was a mix of money. Hair gel. Because he comes... <laughs> 
he, he comes from the Nancy Pelosi, Diane Feinstein, richest Getty family, no relation uh, uh, families in California. He comes from huge money and married into some, too. But um, I've always known he was a combination of money, good looks, and actual capability. I had overestimated how much was capability. Because he's good looking. That's part of it, yeah. yeah. That's just the way our brains work. And he's actually he's a charming guy in person. Sure. But our brains work in such a way we see attractive people and assume they're competent. Because we want to breed with them, don't you know? I guess. How else would they get good looking, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> it only makes sense. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I think I probably had it at about 33, 33, 33. But now I'm realizing he's maybe 23%. Actual capability, 40% money, and the rest is uh, his good looks. Thank goodness incompetence never ascends in government. <laughs> Ready or not, <laughs> here I come. You got no lights on. It's like you live in Venezuela. <laughs> Ready or not, <laughs> off go your lights. Off go your air conditioner is the biggest thing yeah, right true. now. I'll sit there in the dark as long as I'm not sweaty. It's 108 degrees and you don't have AC in, the, in a first world country. In the technology uh, the capital of the world, you don't have electricity because it's, well, it's not windy enough. Or it's Until your windy. soul being crushed yet? We're sending <laughs> helicopters to Mars. We have probes that have gone beyond the solar system and are now in deep space. But you can't keep the power on in Cal Unicornia. There you go, folks. We I can't t- figure out why tens of thousands of people are fleeing one of the prettiest spots on Earth. So which do you want coming up next? Why couples have started sleeping apart? Or uh, what was the other good one I had? That was uh... I like sleeping with my woman. I almost said something that would have been kind of funny. but <laughs> <laughs> If it makes you grin, leave it in. Am I wrong, Michael? <laughs> That's right. Oh, and what time of day is the best time of day to eat? Those are both good things. When you're hungry. <laughs> that's, if that's I do that, that, I'll be big as a whale. <laughs> I don't have your metabolism, boy. All that on the way. The Armstrong and Getty Show. When you're in your 60s, people ask you to do something, you just say no. No reason, no excuse, no explanation. I can't wait for my 70s. I don't even think I'll answer. I like this time. It's relaxing. I don't want to grow. I don't want to change. I don't want to improve in anything. I don't want to expand my interests, meet anyone, or learn anything I don't already know. I don't lie in restaurants anymore. How is everything? I don't like it here. I want to hear all of that. Oh, yeah. His, if you haven't seen his new Netflix I special, not. it's freaking great. It's great. He's a black belt. It's, it's unbelievable. Absolutely as good as anything he's ever done. I will forget that in five minutes. <laughs> that is my problem. All that stuff about being honest with people and everything is really hilarious. Oh, I, I love it. I don't like it here. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was watching his Comedians in Cars with Coffee the other night, the one with Gary Shandling. Anyway, oh. they were riding along together making fun of the Matthew McConaughey Lincoln ads. <laughs> that was really funny. Uh, good stuff. Yeah. Um, I know what I'm watching tonight instead of the, what are you calling it? The Democratic National Convention? The Democratic Fancy Zoom Call. Instead of watching that tonight, I'm going to watch Dodgeball Thunderdome on Discovery Channel. Yes. My son's a big dodgeball fan. Um, he loves dodgeball. and uh, Got a good arm? He must. He, mm-hmm. he, he, he can't play enough dodgeball. He just freaking loves it. Um, uh, but there's a new show on TV, <laughs> like some sort of extreme dodgeball show on television. Wow. That debuts tonight. That's I discovered accident, good. accidentally last night that Nat Geo World, which is a channel, apparently, National Geo World, has Shark Fest going on right now. Competing with the Shark Week over on Discovery Channel, I guess. So, man, I saw this seal getting chewed up. Ooh, went poorly for him. I'm I'm horrible at the uh, age ranges and what's appropriate for for children and stuff. But the movie Dodgeball, at some point, your hmm. your son will love. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah with his uh, affinity for dodgeball, Kevin McCarthy's a big deal in politics. Uh, he's the uh, House Majority Leader. Is that what Minority you call Leader? Minority Leader. That's right. You don't Indeed. have the majority. Nancy Pelosi has the majority. Yes. So she is the speaker, but he's the top Republican in the House, and uh, he's uh, it's, he's got a great uh, couple of things he wants to talk about, stuff we've been talking about a lot, and we've got access to power. And we've known him since he was an assemblyman in California. Yep. When we were all much, much younger. Close, close friends. Anyway, we're going to talk to him coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is interesting. Former President Jimmy Carter also spoke tonight. That's how old Joe Biden is. They brought in Jimmy Carter to rally the youth vote. (laughs) I I didn't hear a word of Carter's thing. I haven't heard any clips played on the news. Isn't he almost 100? He's he's well into his 90s. He's beat brain cancer a couple of times. Um, so we got time to fit this in before Kevin McCarthy joins us, the House Minority Leader. We're going to talk to him in just a little bit. Um, this ad came out yesterday. This is part of the Trump campaign's continuing to uh, portray Joe Biden as his uh, mind not currently uh, working the way it should. Um, these are back-to-back clips. You'll hear young Biden, then current Biden, young Biden, then current Biden. Okay. He went... He went and he became president. I didn't go and I'm still vice president. And uh, and in addition to that, uh, in addition to that, we have to uh, make sure that we uh, we are in a position that we are. Think about it. Everybody is known from day one. How smart, how bright Hillary is. Everybody knows how tough she is. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with, uh, with uh, I don't know. Uh, so be successful. So, wow. I sincerely hope so that, that be- makes the point. They, <clears throat> they, you know, and they picked particularly bad sounding Biden clips, but I was pretty shocked. And that was Obama era Biden. Yeah. He does sound a lot different now than that he was, did before. That was effective. Yeah. 
Well, please welcome back to the Armstrong and Getty Show, perhaps the second most famous export from beautiful Bakersfield, California, after Buck Owens, Congressman Kevin McCarthy, the House Minority Leader. Uh, Kevin, how are you, sir? I'm good. I would say third. We also had Merle Haggard. Yeah, exactly. Oh, excellent point. I yeah. apologize. And we had, we had Chief Justice Earl Warren. We had Frank Gifford. I mean, we've had quite a few people. Sir out of Fifth. <laughs> well, anyway, hey, we're, we're glad you're I here. We're naming them. I keep falling down, huh? Okay, I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah. Most people don't try to drive themselves down the list. Um, so I live in an area where if it gets too windy, they turn my power off. And if it's not windy enough, I don't have any power. And then if it gets too hot, I don't have any power. Is there anything that can be done about that? Yeah, move out of California. Oh, geez. Uh, Are you supposed to say that as a guy from California? <laughs> no, but uh, think for one moment, okay? We, we live in California because we knew what California was and could be. But based upon who runs California, we now pay 40% higher in, electro- in electrical bills than anybody else in the nation. And now you get rolling blackouts for paying that higher fee because they cannot maintain it all the way through because the wind goes down and the sun stops shining because they make that mandate. They also allow mobs to control what we're doing. I mean, think about it. You've got Kamala Harris on the ticket. She wants to make San Francisco like America. So what is San Francisco? San Francisco, sky high Texas. San Francisco is a sanctuary city. You know it as well as I do. San Francisco has sidewalks nobody wants to walk down. And now we're watching Portland, Chicago, New York. These are places happening wherever else. But if you want to pick a shiny place in California, you could go to Bakersfield. You could go to San Diego. And what's the common denominator there? they got Republican mayors. So they don't have the homeless problem that we do that's destroying L.A., San Francisco, and others. But it's the mandate that's coming out of Sacramento that we all see in fear. And now that's being pushed nationwide. Well, what makes me crazy, we, we call California Cal Unicornia, where realism goes to die. <laughs> um, I have no problem with environmentally uh, sound uh, electrical generation, but you have to be a realist about it and say, we need capacity to provide power for when it's not sunny or the wind isn't blowing or something like that. Otherwise, we come off looking like Haiti. And it's, it's crazy to me that, th- that that's common sense. Look, at I in my district, we're number one in wind, number one in solar, but we're also number two in the entire nation when it comes to oil production. You need all of that. You need all the above. I have nuclear just outside. We have geothermal. You just tie to one or two, you're going to have this problem. The other thing, I am probably one of the biggest people who care about the environment than anybody else. We have some of the most beautiful scenery in California. You ever hiked to Mount Whitney, the highest point in the lower 48? But you know what we could do? We could go out and plant a trillion trees. Trees are the lungs of the earth, right? They take in carbon dioxide and they release oxygen. They hold the carbon. And it would take away, if we planted a trillion trees on this earth, two-thirds of all the carbon created by man since the Industrial Revolution till today. You know what? And this... I hate the plastic in the ocean, but do you realize all the plastic in the ocean that comes from rivers only comes from 10 rivers in the world, and none of them are in America? Right, it's all Asia. What if we just focused on on cleaning up those? We would do more than anything else. And this is the thing that gets me. We can have common sense environmental rules that keep an economy moving because – I listened to all the Paris Accord and all that. Do you know the country that has lowered their CO2 is America, more than all those others combined? And we've done it by growing our economy at the same time, and then they let China expand. And we are one world. 
they are polluting the world. We're talking with Congressman Kevin McCarthy. He's the House Minority Leader and the fifth most famous person to ever come out of Bakersfield. Um, so now the other problem you got with California, you know, and this is another thing that could move across the country, which is oh, why I bring it up. Absolutely is, yeah. Is you know, people are going to start coming on business trips to L.A., San Francisco, wherever, land. Find out they can't get an Uber and have to get back into the old yellow cab and think, what? I, what? Did I leave the country? I can't use Uber anymore? Explain that whole situation. Well, it's, a, it's another brilliant move by the majority Democrats in California. Remember, that's where all their crazy ideas started. And remember, Biden has put a Californian on that ticket that comes from San Francisco. AB5, and that's going to be terrible for business people coming, but you know who it's worse for? Those Californians, if that's their job, that they right. no longer have yeah. a job. Sure, it, 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 it is the new gig economy that allows somebody who can determine when they want to work. Maybe their refrigerator breaks, so they go drive for Uber to pay for a new refrigerator. Or maybe they have a little time off and they want to make some money to take their kids to Disneyland. Well, you know what? The Democrats don't believe you should have that option. They don't believe you should have greater choice in your life and decisions on your own. They think you should focus more on defunding the police defunding the border, dismantling this country, and letting a mob rule and tear down any statue they think is appropriate. For folks not that familiar with it, just direction. real quickly, AB5 was a law passed in California that essentially illegalized gig work. You have to be a full employee with benefits and payroll tax and everything, even if you just want to drive three hours a week for Uber or Lyft, for that or what matter. What if you want to deliver some food? We're in the middle of COVID. In any, in any, you look, you're thinking of the future, right? So what you do, you apply the traditions of the past to a changing future. We ha- California is the leader when it comes to tech jobs, gig jobs, and others. And here Democrats control the state, and what are they doing? They're crushing them. That's why you watch job after job after job leave California, not because they don't love this state. The policies that have made this state great have changed under the Democrats. And they're moving it away. And now they want to push that nationally. Yeah, and, and that's why we're trying to warn the rest of the country. A lot of these policies sound good, but they're just not realistic. And they end up punishing the workers. That that guy, that gal who was driving eight, ten hours a week, whatever, for Uber or Lyft, uh, enjoying the extra money. Now they get nothing. And, and who thought that that person who's getting a little uh, side money, a little side hustle, was interested in becoming a full-time employee or whatever. That's not what they wanted. And now they'll get nothing. Yeah. It's more flexible for them, for their children. This is the problem. This is the philosophy that we're going to. And I don't believe it's no longer Republican versus Democrat. This is about socialism versus freedom. They think they know what's better for you. They think they're going to make the decision. They're going to tell you how much bread you should have. They're going to tell you when you can have electricity. They're going to tell you what type of job you could have. Instead of you determining your own future, maybe you want to work three different jobs. Maybe you want to be there for your children a certain time, so you're going to work at night. It's your choice. Are your are your kids in school? I don't remember what ages your kids are at this point. They were young when I first started coming to you. And now they're in their twenties. <laughs> okay, so they don't yeah, have to work on that. Feels. Yeah. yeah. My, do- my daughter's with us. My son's out. He's got a startup, trying to make it in the world. Good for him. Kevin McCarthy's the House Minority Leader. He represents California's twenty third district, trying to bring a little realism to uh, the capital, both of uh, California and the United States. Uh, Kevin, it's always a g- great when we get a chance to talk. Keep fighting the good fight, huh? 
I appreciate it. You guys are fantastic. It's always good to get back on. And next time, I'm not mentioning more people from Bakersfield. I need to be down to 100. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Kevin McCarthy. Thanks, Kevin. So the state, yeah, uh, Sean pointed this out. The state where Uber was invented, you might not have Uber. Right. The state where you mentioned this, where Elon Musk and Steve Jobs and some of the most brilliant technological minds in the history of the planet lived and did their thing. Mm-hmm. You can't have electricity if this when the sun goes down. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's all pretty crazy. Great, Scott. And what's getting in the way of all those things? Stupid government. Yeah. It it was not terribly long ago that Cal Unicornia was the envy not of not just of the United States, but of the world. It was so well run, and it was so innovative, and there was so much freedom. Do you, those of you who are old enough to remember, you know, the, the whole Beach Boys thing and, and you know, whatever, and, and California's image... Um, with, uh, you know, extremely low cost, great colleges and the rest of it. Um, it, the whole thing was come to California. It's free. Try stuff, do stuff. We love innovation and the rest of it. And that drew a lot of people there and the whole Silicon Valley thing when it fired up in the eighties. That was uh, a fruit of that. Now, in case you're not familiar with it, the, uh, a lot of the unions have a stranglehold on the Capitol and it's all about stomping out innovation. Now you're surfing down the sidewalk on human poo. Feel your soul being crushed yet? Yes, Tucker. Wow. There's that much you can surf on it. I'll be damned. Uh, so anyway, it, things change. Places change based, based on the quality of the governance. And uh, to quote Archie Bunker, another old-timey reference, California's going straight into the dumper. Let's go surfing now on human poo. <laughs> Let's not. Let's not. Unfortunately, the surf is up. The tent cities are exploding. Anyway. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, it'll either change or it won't, depending. Um, yeah. What are you going to do? There, there were several Republican governors of Cal Unicornia just in the last 30, 35 years. But the war in Iraq and Donald Trump have have more or less killed the Republican Party in California. And listen, I know you Trump fans don't want to hear that, but he's despised in a lot of uh, your lefty states. And it's just, it's really hurt local Republicans who just want good, responsible governance. That's the way politics goes. So I haven't gotten to this stuff I should. What time of day are you supposed to eat to try to keep the weight off? You hear people say various things. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you tell me. I will, among other things, right. on the way. There you go. Armstrong and Getty Show. Check this out. I saw that a company in Japan has figured out a way to make a haunted house while maintaining social distancing. Check this out. A haunted house company in Japan will soon offer a drive-in haunted house to keep the scares going. The owner said he got the idea from drive-in movie theaters. Yeah, that's smart. Jump-scaring people while they have their foot on the gas. It's the only haunted house that's scarier for the performers. <laughs> See, um, that's just a funny conversation. That's sure. uh, it's I'm, not. I'm fine with setup punchline. Setup punchline. That's good. So I'm reading this article about what time of day you're supposed to eat, and they're still not exactly sure. 
if it makes if it makes any difference what time of day you should eat. Mm. It's always seemed to me. I mean, I've you know I've been hearing this my whole life. It, all the stuff about weight loss has gone every direction in my lifetime, my adult lifetime. Mm-hmm. You know, um, eat a big breakfast. No, that's the worst thing you could do. Don't eat breakfast at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's the worst thing you could do. Um, eating right before you go to bed, it all just goes straight to fat. That always seemed crazy to me. I just don't understand. It just seems like you put calories in your body. I don't know. Anyway, so they're not exactly sure. There does seem to be a relationship between people who eat, who tend to eat later in the day or at night and gaining weight, but they're just not sure if they can separate that out from all kinds of different lifestyle stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay. It, it tends to fit with not getting enough sleep, uh, eating poorly. Um, just, well, it's a lifestyle. People that tend to exercise and eat well tend not to eat right before they go to bed late at night. Right. That that which makes obviously obviously fits right. those kind of people. Yeah, I I would like to get away from the whole the big meal is the evening meal thing. I mean, because the, anybody who's ever dieted and exercised and all knows that if you don't have readily available calories, calories you can burn right now, sugar, uh, glucose to burn. Um, you get lightheaded and feel weak until your body starts burning fat and stuff like that. So you have readily available energy, and then you have stored energy. And so I've, you know, I, I absolutely am willing to buy that you shouldn't eat your big meal before you slumber because you won't use any of that energy and it gets stored. But I don't. Know. But how would you? How would you do? You know, unless you either do you go to bed at six thirty or are you eating at ten o'clock at night? I know. I'd like to have the big meal of the day like three o'clock in the afternoon. Why not? I don't know. What's stopping you? You, you it's, Tradition. It's, there's probably never been a better point in your life. You could do that whenever you want. I really could. Can't eat then. That'll spoil dinner. <laughs> yeah. God, yeah. our eating habits have gone out the window. Good. Just all the way around. <laughs> and uh, I was talking to uh, a, a mom I know. Um, she said, she said, we were sitting around the coffee table eating the other day, and I thought, is this what we are now? Yeah. Is this what we are now? A family that just eats in front of the TV? And everything, and I said, "Yeah, we're doing that more than we ever did before, too." Which yeah, is, I know it's self-indulgence. I don't know if it's it could be that. I don't know. I don't know. I I think it's just we're all together at home all day long, anyway. It's yeah. not. It's you don't have special. to tell me what happened during your day. I was there for all of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I know that nothing happened because I was here and saw it. I found um, myself grabbing a snack even as dinner's being prepared, and which appetizer. is stupid. Yeah, I don't need it. Oh man. <laughs> I'm serious. I got to do something. <laughs> so he is a snacker, though. He's got a weakness for a snack. That's that's true. We got to get away from rewarding the kids with with unhealthy food because yeah. it's just it's never ending rewards, and it kind of just ends up being that's our diet. Oh boy! I'll reward them with a nice salad. <laughs> nice job, son. Here's a sliced tomato. And then they excite them. Here's some kale. Yeah, you got an A on that test. Here's some kale. I've been promising this for for hours. Everything you need to know about Unix. You brought that up on the show the other day, and I asked, "What's a Unix?" Yeah, because the uh, Brian Stelter, the media critic for CNN, is a Unix. He's a well-known Unix. <laughs> he re- he resembles a character from Game of Thrones who is a Unix. I believe it is unconfirmed that Brian Stetler himself is is one. Well, what is a Unix again? I believe him to be. Your your te- as a, a male, your testicles are removed prior to puberty. Ew, wow, as a kid. And as Joe in Stockton, who's something of a eunuch expert, apparently writes. Um, <laughs> eunuch expert. <laughs> in times past, especially in Asia, eunuchs were highly valued for their trustworthiness. If the surgery is done before puberty, 
along with the voice not changing, beard not growing, the pituitary gland goes nuts, pumping out extra growth hormone. My earliest clue about this, he says as an aside, came from the Guinness Book of World Records, which identified several of the tallest men on record as eunuchoid, without explanation. Robert Waldlow was a eunuch? I don't know. I, I don't have it in front of me, but a beardless giant... I checked his junk. I don't know. <laughs> a beardless giant with a girl's voice could not blend in any crowd. He was always recognized as a slave, and if he was not where he was supposed to be, someone could look for him and pay somebody to get him back. God, what a terrible... And since he couldn't take the money and run, there was no point in betraying his master. Oh, that's awful all the way around. They cut your testicles off, and now you're a slave. What a terrible story. A giant beardless slave with a Michael Jackson voice. Feel your soul being crushed yet? Oh, they, That's he not my soul, sir. That uh, in the book of Acts, Philip the Evangelist uh, encounters a eunuch, etc. And uh, also a description of an Arab village in T.E. Lawrence's The Seven Pillars of Wisdom suggests the practice continued into the 20th century. God, that's terrible. Yeah. That had to be a gruesome process. What's that? The removing of the testicles? Yeah, that's prior to anesthesia surgery. and everything like that? Uh, yeah, probably uncomfortable. What do you look at you? Probably simple surgery? It's no big deal. I just said, you know, outpatient. You know, it's, it's quick snip. Pre painkillers, pre anesthesia, yeah. removing your testicles. Look, it ruin As a your, child. It would ruin your day. <laughs> I admit that. History is the most interesting subject because it is about people, Joe writes. It's also the ugliest, as it's mostly people doing heinous things to other people. Oh, yeah. That's a pretty good description. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Giant eunuchs roaming the earth. Lightning. Must have been a great time to be alive. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty.